With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Unpark Rails podcast. My name is Paul Mann and I will be hosting the show today. Well, it's been another week of magnificent Reading Football Club action. We've had some scintillating action. And to help me this week is to discuss how we've managed to cock it all up again, I've got <laughs> Jacob Southcline. Good evening. Hello, everyone. So, Middlesbrough, yet another game when we all thought we'd probably lose and uh, we've managed to actually proceeding, not letting anyone down, really. No. <laughs> it's kind of another one. What did you think of it? What did you think of it, Jacob? Well, to be honest, I feel like I've reached the point now where, you know, the match reports write themselves, really. I don't think there are any major surprises. Um... I think very few people, even the most optimistic of Reading fans, couldn't have expected to go to Middlesbrough, who are a team in form, haven't lost a game at home this season where they've gone ahead. Um, that very few people were expecting us to go there and get a positive result, especially with our dire dire run of form. Um, and I, you know, I mean, I, I think I said this to Jonathan Lowe at some point. He obviously he's manning the news desk at Get Reading but he would save himself a lot of time and effort if he just churned out the same match report for every game he played this season you know in the, since Christmas at least and uh, it's the same old story Paul uh, I, it, it pains me to say it I've reached a point now where I don't really feel angry about it anymore I've just it's sort of cold resignation uh, you know we show flashes and that's it and uh, two very poor examples of defending again uh, a consolation goal for Chris Martin, which is positive because he's off the mark for us. Uh, but it was all a little um, too little, too late, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, if you look at, I mean, I've only seen the highlights of the match, and it looks like Middlesbrough totally deserved to win the mm. game. Like, the, which is, I would say, the most worrying thing about all of our games that we're losing. In none of them, you really look back and think, "Oh, we're a bit unlucky no. in the match." No, I mean that's the most worrying thing for me because I me, mean, I didn't go to. Middlesbrough and kudos to the 250 hardy souls who did trek up there. Uh, you're a lot braver than me. Um, I was, however, at, middle, at uh, Millwall uh, the game before and exactly as you say, we didn't deserve to win the game. We, we'd never looked like winning the game and Millwall are, to all intents and purposes, a team that are around us in the league. Yeah. And I've banged my drum about this enough on Twitter um, to the point of... of terminal boredom but if you're not beating the teams around you in the league you've got serious issues and every game you know whilst the same old problems do come up you know and there are similarities in the issues we've got it seems to be a, a different thing that's letting us down each week um, be it our finishing our defending our decision making our passing and uh, it's a multi-headed beast and you don't know where to start tackling it to be honest no th- this is uh, I totally agree we seem to be inept and all three major departments. Yeah, and where, no, where do you start? No beating around the bush with that. No, it's, because uh, we just say, one week we say, oh, we're not scoring enough goals, which has been a problem all season. Okay, yeah. Then we're playing in a few goals against Burton. I know it's Burton, but we still did it. Then we let in stupid goals, which we've done all season. Mm. I mean, if you look at the goals against Middlesbrough, both the goals are completely avoidable. Again. Oh, totally. Yeah. They weren't goals that they really had no. to work for, which no. is so frustrating. I just... Oh, I don't know where to start with the teams and selections and everything with Stan. It just, 
I find it really frustrating watching it. I'm at, I'm at the same point as you, Jacob. I can't really get angry about it. No. We kind of got past that quite a while ago. Absolutely. We've gone through the whole uh, seven degrees of, uh, <laughs> you know, all the, we've gone yes. through we've gone through the bargaining and the depression and the, uh, it's it's really really uh, wearing actually. It's tiring. I mean, if you look at the goals from Borough, you know, to get back to to the the, the latest horror show we've endured. Um, you could say Leandro Bakuna was at fault for both goals. Definitely. And it pains me to say that because Bakuna, again, is a player who blows hot and cold. He's At times since he's signed, he's been a real source of energy that we've been missing since Danny Williams left for Huddersfield, I'd suggest. Uh, but equally, then he can just follow it up with a horror performance. A bit like Joey Vandenberg, because... Um, one thing you can never criticise Vandenberg for is his commitment, but his quality at times is desperately lacking. Desperately. And uh, I think that's indicative of where we're at as a team at the moment, is that you're not going to get a 6 or 7 out of 10 performance from every single member of the, of the team uh, on the same match day. Um, there are individuals who really should be looking at themselves if we're starting to apportion blame. Uh, but in particular against against Middlesbrough, it unfortunately was Bakuna that you know really should have held his hands up. No, definitely Bakuna was definitely a major. You know, he, uh, yeah. yeah, he was to blame for, probably for both the goals. You could argue on the first one, Manoni could have done better. Mm. But yet again, Manoni's been played as a left back. Yeah, not Manoni. Not Manoni. Wow. I mean, Sam's I, really. Lost I know. It. I know. Sam's been you know experimenting a little bit recently, but that that's quite audacious playing Manoni. I wouldn't bet against it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Isn't he a tactic? Why not? I mean, you know, throw the kitchen sink. You know, yeah. put him up front. You know, he'd have a decent shot in him. I would hope. That yeah. would, indeed. But yeah, Bakuna. You just think left back. Gunter's been better at left back. Yeah. Which makes no logical sense. No. But he's been better than he has at right back. So why are we playing? I, I don't know. It's just damn. I just find him very confusing and everything he's doing now. I totally agree. Uh, and it's... I then would make the case, you know, if seemingly as nothing's going our way, why not play the youth? And um, I think there is a discussion to be had about throwing in someone like Danny Loder or Sam Smith and you know while some people may say why would you introduce a youth player into this toxic environment at the moment with the fans and the management and whatever uh, but I think yeah, we saw it with Chris Martin against Millwall how a player who had come in who had been free from all the negativity and was fresh to the Reading scene uh, I thought Martin had a good game against Millwall when he came on and I think a similar thing would happen if you introduced someone like Loder because he might not be affected to the same degree in terms of confidence as the rest of the team are uh, and it's late enough in the season I mean well I know that relegation is still absolutely not off the cards but as time goes on if we somehow claw our way out of where we are now start playing the youth you know give give the fans um, someone to unite around as well you know, if one of the criticisms as as far as this fan and club divide goes is we don't really have anyone who's one of our own in the lineup at the moment. Liam Kelly hasn't been featuring recently. It's an academyless lineup, um, which has been another criticism of Stan. So why not get a youth player in who's got an eye for goal, like Loder, and see how he gets on? 
And I don't think that would be as disastrous as some people are making out. No, I, I I can see what you're saying. I think we are reaching that point. Personally, I said last week I would have started Sam Smith yeah. against uh, Middlesbrough because he gives us energy. Mm. It's what we desperately need. Totally, totally. We need someone who's going to get into the team and just harass the opposition. It's a very basic thing. I understand yeah. that. But we're at that point now Absolutely. where we need these basic levels. And mm. some of the players look mentally just... Yeah. Their confidence, they don't want to receive no. the ball. They no. don't want to be taking shots. And that affects the team. The amount of times we get the ball on the edge of the area and they're just not willing to shoot. Because yeah. they don't want to be that person who misses. Yeah. And, and we've got some players with good shots and the ability to shoot. I mean, we saw that. I mean, you, you, you know, we hate to compare it to last season because it's you know, completely alien, the, the difference in positions, you know, looking at this season. But I've said this... Uh, I said this at the Millwall game, I've said this multiple times this season, for a style of play that is meant to be engineered so that the passing is as fluid as possible. Like, it's a style of play that's built around the passing. We're a team that really struggles to pass the ball. And again, it feeds into the confidence. Uh, Because these are, by and large, the same players last season were producing that time some pretty good football to watch if we were heading games sometimes yes. it was terminal yeah no we have but... been I mean we have seen some good games I mean not many no against Finn, <laughs> against Finn I thought we played okay yeah against Forest yet again high energy matches yeah. when we've actually pressed and Derby Derby yeah. you yeah, know Derby, who, yeah. who are now pushing for automatic promotion along with Villa you know two teams mm. have beaten when it clicks it clicks but the the bottom line is it is not clicking and I don't really see it clicking with this run we've come up either yeah, I, I just don't see where the next few points are coming from. No, it's a real worry. It's a yeah. real worry going on to that. So directly after the match on Saturday, I asked on the EPR3, I just asked, how is Stam still in the job? <laughs> With one win in 11 matches, mm. we're 18th in the league. We're four points off the relegation zone. Yeah. We, don't, we are not improving. We are definitely getting worse. Yeah. So I had some replies, one from Barclay Boy, which a lot of you... I've also put was uh, financial fair play. Mm. Now none of us know how much truth there is to that. Yep. Nobody can say, "Oh, this is true." This all starts from Ron Gourlay's comments a few months ago, probably now. Yeah. In Christmas interview. time, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah probably. Was, I think it was yeah. before the Birmingham game, another game we yeah. lost. <laughs> um, before the Birmingham game, Ron Gourlay came on the radio, didn't he? And he almost gave, you know, uh, Stammer clean run saying no he's our manager yes and he did he did and from that interview it seemed to be implied by people that the reason why we couldn't get rid of him yeah was financial fair play when actually he didn't he probably would never have said that but I'm not no. sure that's exactly what he meant <laughs> it would pretty outrageous yeah it would be amazing if he'd have done that Ron comes on and they just to give yeah, him exclusive we're sacking him we'd love to get rid of him but no, we can't. I'm sorry. We don't like him as well. <laughs> that would have been good. But I somehow doubt that. So, yeah, other than that, the next one was, uh, a lot of people have said this one, was uh, the board don't care. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what the situation yeah. There's really conflicting things. Inputting th- a lot of money. Yeah. I think it's part of the, um, you know, once you reach a level of desolation, as many fans have, the natural human reaction is to start scrabbling around for an explanation, no matter how outlandish it must seem. And then all the conspiracy theories start, and, you know, they it doesn't help that our owners are on the other side of the planet, um, but the owners' representatives are Gourlay and Tevredon. And, you know, if, rightly or wrongly, they've decided to stick with Stam. Uh, if you want my opinion, um, I think 
if we were going to sack him, the time to sack him was at Christmas, um, before we had an easy run of games, which we either won or lost. Uh, you know, regardless of whether we had the financial capability to sack him, if there was a time to do it, it was then. And now it seems a little too late. Um, but again, rightly or wrongly, I don't think there's many other teams in the land that would have stuck with Stan to the level that we have. No, I don't um, think so. I mean, the only example that a lot of people will be listening to this might be thinking is Bristol City. Yeah. With Johnson, but that's a real rarity. And then to turn it around to that extreme... Mm, that happens. I mean, I can't, yeah. I can't name another team like Bristol City off the top of my head no. that have had that change in fortunes. And it right. seems a hell of a long way back for Stam at this moment in time. Don't get me wrong, I want it to happen. Yeah, I'd love it to happen. Yeah. We're all Reading fans yeah. and we all back the team and we want to see us do well. But I'm also realistic. And... Yeah. Considering that Stam, all right, we had a brilliant season last year. We overachieved massively. We were two kicks away from the Premier League, you know, which can't be understated. But Stam has been given a hell of a lot more time than other running managers in recent years. And um, money. And money. Yeah. We've, we've broken records with our spending over the summer. Uh, and we do have a quality team. And these these are all reasons that stack up in an argument for whether whether or not to... Keep him on or not. So. This is another thing that frustrates me. I look at our team, squad, players, even with the injuries we've got, and I do think we should be doing better. Mm. You know, we have been missing some key players. Someone like Swift, that's a massive player yeah. for us to seems miss for so long. made of glass at the moment. Yeah, he does. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with him. He seems to just get injured just looking at a football, <laughs> doesn't he? At the moment, it's quite like, incredible. Like, I think um, Stam said, maybe he was misinterpreted in an interview early on the season, but it did make me laugh. He says uh, maybe his injury problems stem from sitting on a coach for like a long period of time. Which, which is scraping the barrel of excuses. I, I might suggest. <laughs> it's but a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, right. Whatever the reason, he hasn't yeah. featured as much this season. And he was a, he was an important player for us last season. Huge, huge player for us. I know he dipped off towards the end of the season. I know he's not. Uh, I'll start people comparing him straight away. Obviously, they always mm. do compare him to Gilfie. It's always almost yeah. inevitable. Similar type of player. Well, one's Icelandic. Yeah. The other one's very English. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> One of them's well, no, not world class, but very high class oh, yeah. in the Premier League, yeah. and does it on a consistent basis. Mm. But this is why Swift is a Championship player. Mm. Still young though, so yeah. obviously he'd turn into Gilfie. That's just a matter of time. Isn't it? Only just older than me, which is a bit scary. He's wow. a hell of a lot more talented than I am. I might add. I'd say I've got two left feet, but that would be an insult to left-footed people. <laughs> so. Uh, well, he's probably earned more than all of us yeah. listening to this Combined. in one week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. everyone who's now listening to this podcast, unless you're a gazillionaire, yeah, um, yeah, I think he outburns out all of us. Yeah. So even with his dodgy hamstrings, he sits there just kind of you know creaming him. Well deserved at the moment. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not a bad life, is it yeah. really? No. But my favourite reply to that was for uh, Stam was has incriminating photos. So I mean, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think that is. I mean, it must be a lot of incriminating photos. I'd say it's a catalogue full of them at this point. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a I, can't really, I mean, on a legal sense, I could be, you know, possibly in a dodgy world there. But yeah. I'm okay with it. We, <laughs> no. We'd like to reiterate for for the uh, law enforcers listening. We that that was uh, that was said in jest. Yes, that was very much uh, a joke. That was not yeah. true. Please and don't sue. And court orders uh, can please send to uh, a different address than this one. Yeah. <laughs> we're fleeing the country after this podcast. God, yeah. No, that's the kind of thing that would happen, actually, in this season. <laughs> Reading FC, sue podcast. Then. 
Typical, yeah. So I asked earlier on the Twitter account, who do you think have been the three best players for Reading this year? Because last Oof. week I asked who have been the most disappointing. Mm. Now, the three that have come out on top, I did a quick tally of this over a quick 30 seconds. Here we go. Was Barrow, Gunter and Bakuna. Ooh. Now, what do you think, Jacob? Would you say that's... Uh, would you go with that three? Uh, I would go for Barrow uh, on the basis of the goals he scored this season, the fact that he's new to the club, he's hit the ground running, and in terms of consistency, there hasn't been a lot of consistency this season from anyone, but in a in terms of best of a bad bunch, um, he has been reasonably consistent with his output. Bakuna, uh, not Bakuna, Barrow. Um, so yeah, I'd agree with that. Gunter as well would have been a pick of mine, uh, purely because I, I think he's he's given himself he's uh, he's earned a lot of credit and favour with running fans for. Uh, in particular, I don't know if you. I mean, you will remember um, earlier on in the season, the first leg of the FA Cup game away at Stevenage. Stevenage. Yeah. Um, there was a bit of a fracas after the game, handbags where the players seemed to deliberately not come over and acknowledge the away fans, um, seemingly on, on the basis of something that Paul McShane, our captain, had said. Uh, and uh, Gunter came out that very well because he seemed to be the one to rally people and say, no, they've paid money, they've travelled a long way, go and give them a clap. Uh, it seems really petty talking about it, doesn't it? It seems really, it really it petty. It is a strange But there, yeah. was, there was a bit of outcry uh, in the fan base and Gunter came out of it very well. He put together a very well-measured and passionate and thoughtful response. And he's shown leadership at times this season where others haven't. And for a player that has been scapegoated for a long time, um, sometimes inexplicably um, by Reading fans, I think... Uh, this season uh, the opposite is almost true uh, because he's now one of our longer serving players he seems to uh, have tried to get a grip of things more than others on the surface and performance wise too he hasn't done badly he had a run of games where he was uh, creating a lot of assists uh, so I would probably have put Gunter in there but again it's it's not easy when you've got the selection of players that we have to choose from uh, I wouldn't, however, have gone for Bakuna. I wouldn't have gone for Bakuna because um, whilst I do agree to some extent that he has filled the void that was left by Danny Williams uh, in terms of energy in the midfield, he hasn't been played in the midfield that much. And when he has been played in defence, I think sometimes he's been a bit lacking. And it's not entirely his fault because it might not be his best position. Uh, but we certainly saw it against... Maybe I'm tinted by the glass of Middlesbrough, but I, I don't think Bakuna has warranted being our top, one of our top no, three. No, I, I don't think... I mean, I don't think he's been terrible or anything. I no, that, no. But I don't think he's quite in there for no. me as well. I mean, I would probably go for Barrow, Gunter, and now I'm trying to remember the third one. Mm. This is the problem. Well, that's it. Because, I mean, I, when you put It'd this more, on Twitter, it? my It'd brain just... My yeah. brain just... Um, went vacant you know yeah. I, I forgot who you played for us for a second. I know I know it's uh, terrible isn't it I know. yeah Moore is probably a solid shout but um, even he's I mean yeah he's still being there for me yeah. but he has dropped off in the yeah. last month since Christmas mm. 
you know, Moore went from being the player that was holding the threads of our defence together to now have seemed to regress to the average of the rest of the defence. And uh, he's he's not put in the same calibre of performance. And who can blame him? Because the whole place is toxic at the moment. And there was all that speculation around his future leading up to January. And we're only just out of the transfer window. So maybe in the last couple of months of the season, he will, he will pick it up again. But who knows? Um, in terms of other candidates, I mean, Bodvarsson has, I would say, has been unlucky because um, he was injured for a little while, which stopped him having a run of games. As soon as he was back, he started scoring goals. And then as soon as he was scoring goals, he brought in Chris Martin on loan. So um, all of a sudden, the pecking orders shifted again for him. But I think he has, um, he's impressed me when I've seen him. Um, he's deceptively quick. He, you know, for, and also for a player who was roundly mocked at Wolves for his lack of finishing ability, he has, he has scored goals. Yeah, he has. I mean, uh, like you were saying, he should have been given more of a chance. Yeah. Uh, Stamp persisted with uh, Kermigan for too long, really. Mm. I mean, I can see what he did because Kermigan, I think, is a better player from last season. Yeah, he had his best, possibly yes. his best ever goal scoring season. That was his Indian summer, probably, yeah, wasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, since, I mean, just moving slightly off onto Jan again. Mm. He's not the same player as he was last season. No, and who can blame him? No, uh, he's had, exactly. He's mid thirties, you know, pushing closer to forty now. Um, he's in the twilight of his career, come back from a major, potentially career-ending operation on his groin. Nice, um, and uh, it's clear he's, he's lost a yard of pace. Uh, he's in a struggling team. Yeah. He's not getting the service. You know, take your pick. Um, but, and again, you know, maybe you can apportion some blame at Stan's door for continuing to pick him. But, you know, hey-ho. But Kermigan's gone from being a player that was easily, easily in the top three best players of easily. last season. Because yeah. if you if you think... Not even a no, he, I think he was, wasn't he? He was, he was, yeah. he was in the top three officially. For the players, was it Al Habsi? Um, yeah, he was. It was Al Habsi, yeah. Moore. And Jan. Was it those three? Yeah, it was. Three? I yeah. think so. Yeah. And, you know, now Al Habsi's not here. Moore's not been the same player. And Jan's not been the same player. Uh, if you think of this vote that you've had on Twitter, Paul, as our end of season player awards before the end of the season, we'd really be struggling. Yeah. Because if we get Definitely. to the end of the season now, you know, say that the season was going to end tomorrow and we had the official club wide vote, you know, with the award on the pitch and everything. We would really be struggling. And that's quite sad, really. That's, uh, well, that's the thing a... is, last season was the anomaly, wasn't it? Because mm. in the last two seasons before, we had exactly the same. Yeah. And it was, it was a... almost who was the least worst. It was uh, for years, I say for years, for a couple of years, when we finished uh, 17th and 19th, it was our goalkeeper. Yeah. And that's some those seasons, though, you know, for, to, <laughs> you know, play of the season to go to your goalkeeper in a season where you finished just off the bottom of the table. You know, but equally, can we see Manone being voted as player no, of the season this year? No, I can't. Yeah, but then even last season, Al Habsi was in there, wasn't he? Yeah. So that gives you kind well, of reflection how fine lines last and season. And it was also, on. I mean, I know we've gone off on a bit of a tangent That's from fine, the from yeah. the from the vote, but Manone has had real big boots to fill in yeah, terms of the, we have been spoiled with goalkeepers over the years. And Al Habsi, who was our player of the season last year, and saved us loads of points. Yeah. Like on his own, he turned draws into wins on a regular basis. Manone's not going to be that player. You know, Manone is a fine keeper. I think he's a good, 
goalkeeper. He makes the saves he's expected to make. He was he's not the type of player who's going to make the saves that he's not expected to make. No, he's like not Al-Hazi. spectacular. He's not no. a match winner. I no. mean, you just some moments when you see him last season. And even, I mean, maybe you can't put this down to an amazing save or anything, but just those turning moments in matches. Fulham at home last oh, season yeah. in the league match, last-minute yeah. penalty, Chris Martin, mm-hmm. they're saved. And that's just the difference, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. All of a sudden, you go into the next game, you've got that big win. Mm-hmm. This season... I mean, of course, they'd bloody score. We'd be 3-0 yeah. down already. Yeah. But, you know, it's, well, kind of... it's about momentum, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's what defined last season is that we never lost momentum over a long period. We didn't lose more than two games on the trot consecutively. Whereas this season, the opposite has been true. We've not been able to string together a run of results. And as soon as we've lost the game, that's it. Our heads drop and we've we're now where we are now uh, of one win and 11 and it's we just can't get going and it saves like Al Habzi brought you know and letting you pick up scrappy win scrappy points that lets you build momentum and confidence and we just haven't got off the ground this season yeah totally and last season you got that thing everyone says oh we've got great team spirit team spirit's amazing that's why we're doing so well it's because we're winning once you get that winning run, you get that team spirit and belief. We've got the complete opposite this year mm. because we've just got no wins, no belief. There's no confidence. No. So let's talk about the next four matches then. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Can't we wait for this? Oh, what a treat. It's going to be a points fest, isn't it? Like was, it's, <laughs> we're going to be racking them up. I think yeah. 12 points from 12, I think, Paul. Oh, know, at least. End, we end of 13, se- a end, bonus one. <laughs> end of segment, end of discussion. That's yeah, it. Done. You know, four right, then, let's move on then. <laughs> <laughs> So we've got Forest uh, away on next Tuesday. Then we've got Derby, Sheffield United at home. And then a nice easy one at Wolves. What are we thinking there? I mean, realistically, I, I would be very, very happy if we got four points. Yeah. Very happy. Absolutely. I'm not sure we will get four points. No, but so what, that's I, either four draws or win draw and Maybe a win at Forest. Maybe. Well, with, You'd say that's the one that's sort of lightly. With... Chef Wednesday winning last night, or last night when this uh, has been recorded, um, all of a sudden Forrest are adjacent to us in the league. They yeah. are a place above us. And if they do beat us, that is a hell of a gap to open up between yeah. um, between 18th and 17th. Um, so I don't, you're right. If, if the points are going to come from somewhere, it's looking like Forrest. And I know they're having problems of their own. Um, I follow a, a sports writer on Twitter. Um, many of you may do too. He's called Daniel Story. He is an avid Forest fan. And Forest have had a lot of foreign managers recently, but he reckons Aitor Karanka is the absolute worst they've had. It's really not looking uh, very good for them. And they had a good start to the season as well. So, But... Classic us, we'll go to a struggling team and we'll make them look good. Oh, yeah, definitely. Look at, um, well, we're excel at that. Yeah, we are absolutely incredible. That, that is, is our... one of the few things we we really get in right at the moment. That's, yeah, we are, that's we our excel. party piece. If anyone hasn't won a game for seven or eight matches or scored even for seven or eight yeah. matches, oh, hello, it's Reading Football Just Club. We're in town. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> who are you going to call when you need a goal? Look at, look at the likes of Burton at home. Oh, Burton, oh. rock bottom of the table. Uh, we think, here we go, this will be routine. No, 2 1. Nice full uh, house as yeah. well. 500 so, game, Dave Kitson walking on yeah. with his son. Um, no, no. Just don't even bother turning up. Five at pounds all. a ticket. Yeah. You know, most attendance we've had in ages, a chance to really win back the fans. 
No, three points. There you go. Uh, see you next year. Uh, or not, exactly. if we get, well, if we both get relegated, it will be, see you next year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, even now I'm not optimistic of a result over Forest, Paul. I'm no, really I'm not optimistic. I'm just saying, um, well, I think that's our best chance. What are the others? Yeah. So we've got Wolves to cap off the run. Who yes. have we got before that? Uh, before that, we have got Derby and Sheffield United at home. Oof. So Derby, I mean, I know they lost last night. They lost 2-0 last night, didn't they, to someone? Uh, that was Chef Wednesday. Yes. And Zhao scored. Which yeah. Is quite amazing. Oh, he had one of the best ever misses at Reading. Yeah. A, again, a player who really, well, we would make look good, but. Limited. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, you never know. We might go to, you know, we might go into a confrontation with Derby and play an absolute blinder and do the double over him. But it's just, it's. Just, it's where, what scares me, or what I dread to think of, say we go and lose our next four, and there's currently four points separating us from the relegation zone. If we lose another four on the trot, and we come out the end of it after Wolves, or even before Wolves, and we're flirting on the on the edge of the dotted line, yeah, oh, you know, it's we're starting to get into knee-jerk territory now. And you wonder if there is going to be a reaction from higher up if things do get worse. I was saying this to Jonathan Lowe has got a similar opinion to the situation as me in that we have we may have left it too late for a change and we've got to reassess things in the summer. But that's all dependent on us not going down. And Jonathan Lowe argued that we have been consistently about five or six points clear for a few weeks now, but now it's getting worse. No, definitely, it is I getting worse. The season it's... when we down from the Premier League in the mm. second season, and we were always just above the relegation, and then right at the end, yeah, so into it. So, so who knows if mm. even if we lose on its three on the trot, is Stam still going to be in a job? I would suggest yes. I mean, they've gone off to Spain this week, which is a pretty, uh, pretty big vote of confidence from the board for for Stam. It's like right. Okay, you know, clear your heads, go off to Spain, and change your scenery. But I mean, that yeah. that comes with a price tag of its own, doesn't it? Definitely. That so, that didn't go down that well. No, I mean, <laughs> it made me laugh. I think I saw uh, Nathan Salah say on Twitter today how, <laughs> in every single tweet that the club has put out um, about their intensive uh, Spanish training yes, trip, yes, it's always intensive. Um, they they have used the words intensive. Um, intensive high energy um what's up tempo you know words like this to say oh yes. you know it's it's not a holiday guys yeah, it's not, not a holiday we have not been yeah. down yeah. all but inclusive it's uh, <laughs> in the bar yeah. you know on the yeah, yeah. so it, but it's so that it's stuff like that you know sending the squad off to spain after a run like ours it you know, maybe we're splitting hairs, but I don't think we are. I think it's, it just doesn't sit well, does it? It doesn't. Not it's, really. No. It's not a clever move, I think, by the club. Or if indeed they did want to go to Spain, yeah. You know, during this time that they've got to prepare for the next game, why not keep it a secret? Yeah, exactly. And, and I, that's what they think they should have done. But I did see someone saying that there was something about a prize, about people going there to see them training nah. this week, and I think this is one of the reasons because it would have probably come out. Someone oh, yeah. would have said, yeah. And then and there would have been even greater outcomes. Yeah, and then it would have been, oh, why are you being secretive? And, Mind but you. But I agree. If they could have gone there without 
anyone making a that big deal. That would be an idea. Everyone said, come back on Friday and say, oh, we've been to Spain. Nobody would have, <laughs> but there would have been a bit of an uproar, but yeah. not as much. And I'm sure we've no. done that before. You yes. know, when we've played games behind closed doors, I know it's not the same, but, you know, it's... It's a similar thing, uh, but it's on the note of you know competition winner winning a trip to see him train in Spain. Uh, if that were me, if I were the competition winner, I'm, I'm not sure I'd uh, I'm not sure I'd take him up on that prize. I'd probably try and sell it on eBay. Or no, something. I don't think I'd want to go and watch it. I have to be honest. No, watching him play uh, in a real match is enough right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to those of you that are considering you know going to any of the next four games, good on you. Your troopers, because this is what gets me. Um, we all love Reading, but it's slowly this season become more and more of a job and a chore for me, rather than something I really delight and take pleasure in doing. I'll go now to show up and show my face and support and, you know, hope, cling to hope that I'm going to see something that, you know, excites me. But over time, um, I've, I've, really struggled in that department you no, know, there the, isn't the really enjoyment, enjoyment department no. no no there isn't I mean because we just look so miserable yeah you can see the pattern when you go to a game we can, we can see the first goal uh, we have a bit of a rally probably 10-15 mm. minutes yeah then we can see another completely yeah. stupid goal and then we all might as well go home yeah. I mean in the last match I'd say there was more Millwall fans in the game and the stadium mm. by 75th minute than yeah. Reading ones. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I don't blame anyone who left at all. No, no. It's negative. It's negative. That's the word. Um, in terms of a positive, and I'm really clutching at straws here, uh, in previous seasons and this season, we seem to have raised our game against bigger teams. Um, I would argue, to some degree. Yeah, so, to some so degree. Yeah, no, I know your logic. As a Reading yeah, fan, that is the way that we work. The frustration yeah. is, a lot of the time for Reading fans, we will beat the teams we're not expected to beat and then we'll go and lose to a team that we are expected to beat. And then this season, we gave Wolves run for their money. Um, we we really played a good game, I think, at Wolves at home. Yes, um, all, I wasn't was, there, but it's from, from a lot of reports. Yeah, we, it seems that we played really quite they, well. Because I think they beat us 2 0. Yes. But we would probably be value for a point. Um, Cardiff, we were two up against. Yeah. We let that slide. And again, we should have won. From that moment, we've just slipped. Yeah, that's been our tipping slipped point. Slipped into oblivion. But again, gone. Cardiff are doing well. We played well against, uh, to an extent. Uh, and then Derby and Forest. Um, Forest, you know, have now since slid down the league. But Derby are pushing for automatic promotion. And Villa. Villa are pushing for automatic promotion and we beat them too. Yeah. So you never know, we might go to Wolves, we might pull an upset, we might do a Sheffield Wednesday against Derby sort of thing from this week. Uh, so, you know, glass half full, but um, I'm covering my eyes from behind the sofa and I don't really want to look at the league table. No, um, definitely not. Anyone who's brave enough to watch that Wolves match on TV. Yeah. Good honour. <laughs> yeah. You need some kind of award for doing yeah. that because, I mean, it would be lovely if we took something off them because mm. just for the 106 record. But oh, well, they, they are on track to be Yeah, that. they are definitely. Quite and I just, I just can't see us getting it. They just seem on start. They just look like us in that season mm. completely. Mm. They just, their fans must be absolutely loving it. They turn up, they've got the complete opposite to us. They turn up and just go, how many are we going to win by? Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? When was the last time we felt like that? You know, Ooh. when was the last time we felt like that? Probably McDermott. 
And the worst season we went up, whether we should have won all those games, but you did feel quite confident. I remember going to the Southampton mm. match away and just convinced we were going to win. Yeah. yeah. Even though logically Southampton probably had a better team than us. And again, it was about momentum. Yes. Because we came out of nowhere that season. We strung together a ridiculous run of about 13 games on the trot or something, yeah. or 11. Um, and I must admit, I think I kind of slept walked into how well we did that season I almost had to pinch myself at the end of the season that we'd won the league you know, it was, was a bit still, crazy wasn't if it if you think about the sense. league that season as well we were in a league of well Southampton who we've mentioned West Ham you know West Ham we still managed to win it yeah won yeah. the um, won the playoff final and mm. you look at them now West Ham are still in the Prem Southampton are still in the Prem just yeah. skin of their teeth um, and Look at us. It's a roller coaster and we're still riding it. So. Definitely, yeah. Well, that was the glorious era of uh, Anton's and Garrett, hey. wasn't it? Go, I mean, go, no way is the club still suffering. God, God rest his soul, yeah. Wherever <laughs> oh, is he dead? Well, oh. <laughs> what a shame. Oh, again, yeah. again, to any law enforcement <laughs> yeah. listening, that was a joke. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's in a cave in um, America last in time. In a cave? Or, well, oh. you know, metaphorical oh. or physical cave, yeah. Mm. He's uh, Any near any earthquakes? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think he embezzled um, a Russian ice hockey team. From oh, the yes, last he did, time, yes. Which is yes. pretty good going. Isn't that is, it? isn't it? If you're going to do it. I wouldn't know where to start with no. that. You know, I'll wake up in the morning and go, what am I going to do today? I know, I'm going to embezzle a Russian ice hockey team. Well, why not? I mean, what else would you do on a normal day if well, you're a Russian billionaire? Yeah, if, if that's no, how sorry, you get your not kicks. Not a billionaire, the son of a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> you made his fortune in the logging industry. Yes. Um, oh, Boris in Garage, that was. Yes, yes, Big Boris. Boris. Yes, uh, yeah. Elam. No, we're going off track. Yeah, sorry, where, where, track. where are we going? Where, where have we come from? Let's not why go are back we to here? That dark era. Let's go no. back to where we are now, which is just so still, much more still enjoyable. Dark. Yeah. It's like comparing black and black, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is, isn't it? Yeah, which is the black era. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, really. It's a tough one, isn't no. it? <laughs> That's a question for another podcast. It yeah. is, yeah. So, moving on to the Forest game, uh, I just, team I would probably play, I'd probably have Manoni, Gunter, Bakuna at right back, Gunter at left back. Mm. Then Moore, Laurie, uh, Kelly, Edwards, mm. Vanderberg. I'm saying these names with no real conviction. But, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just not a lot, nodding along. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm. You're Gareth McCleary, probably play because he seems to be in favour at the moment. Yeah. Barrow and probably Bob Larson. Yeah, and again, it's not a massive change from the squad we've been seeing recently. No. Um, not for at me, all. it's. For me, and I know maybe shape matters less and less in the modern game, but for me it's less of a question of personnel uh, and who is playing, but how they're told to play and in what shape. Uh, We saw a moderate upturn in results or upturn in the energy when we went more direct with 4-4-2 recently. Yeah. Something which seems seems to have again slipped. You know, we're not doing that again. We go back to where we are once we're just in a kind of if we defaulted to our kind of like basic settings yeah. we? which is pass, pass, pass at the back mm-hmm. and nobody wants to commit to doing anything. No. No. It's that's just it. I mean you're just gonna keep on losing because eventually the opposition just has a shot and just goes, Oh look, here's a goal. Yeah. <laughs> Game over. But it's it's at such a point where I mean I remember I remember Stam saying in a fans forum event that I was in attendance at that like many managers, they look at the team they're playing, they look at the shape that they're likely to play, and then they react to it. Yeah. But I'd say the argument with that is you just don't ever get a consistent lineup. 
No. And you don't ever, if you look at the success we've had in recent years, uh, with the 106 team, uh, the 2011-12 McDermott team, uh, those were two teams where we had a consistent lineup. Even last season, we had a consistent lineup of, by and large, the same 11, 12, or 13 players that we know would play week in, week out if they were fit. We have not had that this season. No, and not at all. in part due to injuries, in part due to, I don't know, suspensions in the case of Vandenberg or indeed uh, Stamp tinkering. And just complete um, lack of form by certain yeah, players as well. Totally. And so any, any combination of that has meant that we don't know who's going to be playing really week in, week out. And the ones that are playing um, are so devoid of confidence that it almost doesn't matter because they're. It's you named that midfield just then, didn't you? You've of uh, Kelly, yeah. Kelly Edwards and Vandenberg, which and the my reaction to that is just a massive shrug. Yeah, it a is massive, me, massive shrug because again, Kelly, who arguably was our best midfielder last season, maybe was Swift, and Vandenberg, who had a good season last season, was an enforcer. They're all just so average this season. You know, they they are being. Overrun and outplayed every week, uh, and our wingers as well, uh, McCleary and the uh, Luca, Barrow. yeah, or Barrow. Barrow, yeah. Well, he was absent because of a stomach yeah, um, I think problem, it wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So McCleary and Barrow. I mean, Barrow, we just said was one of the better players from the season, and he certainly is one of the more direct players we've got. McCleary looks like a different player. He does. I mean, um, I look back at the highlights of the game on Saturday, and there was a chance early on for us. Mm. Which, if he would have just passed it into Bodvarsson, who was in the middle of the goal, on yeah. mat, he might not have scored. Yeah. But instead, he makes the wrong option. Mm. And you just think, before, McCleary just got that across the box. Mm. But yet, this season, he just, no, he's, he's not the same player at all. So, you know, if that's, if that's the team we are going to pick against for us, and I think you're probably spot on with that. Mm. Um, I think that's a balance between the team that I would like to see and also the team I think that Stan's going to pick. Who would, you have like Who would you change then if you could have a changed round? I might, and this is controversial, um, I might drop McCleary for Aluko. Yeah. And I know Aluko's not done it this season. He's shown a flash. I can't remember who it was against. He's got a great goal against someone. Derby away? I think it might have been Derby. Yeah. yeah. Cracking goal. And, you know, that's, that's the sort of thing we were expecting, naively, of him when he did sign. I, I think... In terms of potential for something to happen, I think you're more likely. This is really scraping the barrel. I think you're more likely to get a moment out of Aluko at the moment than you are out of McCleary. No, no, uh, I, I kind of understand because mine was like a combination of what I think. Yeah, I see playing who I think it, he just seems like every manager they have their favourites. It's, yeah, it's inevitable, mm. but he seems to be the one that getting a bit of time yeah. at the moment. It's almost totally. like Aluko has had. His half of the season not worked out no. so much. But I think Aluko's still got a lot of potential. Yeah. As much as a lot of fans don't like him and question his attitude sometimes. But I think he's got ability. Yeah. He, he just lost all confidence again, another one. On that, because we've seen the ability. I mean, in Fulham, who had a brilliant season last season, um, he had a good season for Fulham. Yeah, really. You know? And uh, we saw that because we played them like four times or something stupid because of the playoffs. Um, in, he he didn't cover himself in glory this week. He gave an interview to the BBC where he came out with a lot of, you know, just glib stock 
cliche phrases which the fans don't really want to hear at this what point. What was that, was that from uh, Aluko? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. saying after the game, yes, he was saying, it's oh, we've t- got the fight. Yeah, but I'm not just pin it all down yeah. to Aluko because that'd be ridiculous. No, but, no, no. But it's but just an example. No example. It's an it. example of um, how the players are not helping the divide yes. we've got at the moment. So he was talking about, oh, you know, we've got to turn the fine margins in our favour. And also how he isn't bothered about where we are in the league because he knows that we'll turn it around by working hard. And that's like the exact opposite of what I want to hear. Yeah, you know? exactly. But I, would yeah. Rather, I would rather that the players turn around and say, yeah, right, this is a bad situation and we're not mm. complacent. Yeah. You know, we, we are not too good to go down and we have got to start getting results. And instead of saying, oh, we're going to keep working hard. Because I know you can't say much more than that, but I'm just desperate for someone to actually just come out and say it is, it is. Yeah, you know, and, nobody and, seems to. Well, maybe Liam Moore's kind of thingied on it slightly, and yeah, Yap stands yeah. slightly. But really, just if somebody stand came out and said this season has been very just been bad, basically, yeah. what we need to do now is get out of this season, mm. stay up, yeah, and start again next summer. That if would... he just said that and got that mentality mm. of group mentality of it's us against all the other teams, yeah, and that is where we need to be. But at the moment, we're just drifting into this situation of, oh, well, we're going to be okay. It's yeah. going to be okay because we've got good players, but that, that's irrelevant. No, that's you the, need to show fight. That's the exact attitude which will get us in trouble. Yes, um, and it is getting us in trouble. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, saying, <laughs> yeah. Here we are, yeah. we're there already. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know. If we were going back to the team, you know, moving away from mm. you know how media players are being in the media, um, I would like to see... I don't know how I'd fit him into the lineup. Chris Martin start if he was fit. Which yeah, he play a three-five-two. Yeah, or equally, um, if he did want to go for a four-four-two, you know, you might start him up front with Bodvarsson. Yeah, no, I would love to see uh, Martin. I'd love to see him both um, uh, play up front. But mm. Sam seems to be incredibly cautious about players coming yeah. back yeah. with their fitness. I mean, I know Martin hasn't played much, mm. so I understand slightly because you don't want to, you know, like we saw unfortunately with Elphick. Mm. Actually, you know, that was a bit unlucky. He oh, yeah. That but then you get a player wiped out. That's the, that, you can't really think about that. The worst possible timing as well. Yeah. Because um, he would have gone a long way to steadying the ship at the back. We saw that in the first, well, 20 minutes again. Yeah, no, definitely. He looked you know, like a good player. Really composed. And yeah. again, similar to what I said about Martin, he looked unaffected by everything that had gone before. Because he yes. wasn't here. Because he hasn't experienced the constant negativity this season he seems less affected by it in comparison to his peers. Uh, so that, you know, I mean, he would he would have been a shoo-in to start the next four games, but it is what it is. And it's, it's uh, it, it, you, there's there's no one really who's going to, we, we, we've got a real dearth of options at the back, haven't we? The, the people who are playing in defence are the players that are going to be playing in defence. That's the next what we four got, games. yeah. Who else do you go? I mean, like, I can't see, I mean, you never know, but I can't see Blackett playing again no, for a bit. No, he's got to get out of the that. limelight yes, after what happened. Yes, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe going back to what you said earlier, maybe we should play someone like Loder, Smith, mm. get them in there, because what have they got to lose? I mean, I, I kind of agree, because if you play a player like that, they're not damaged mentally by any of it. They're just going in there and saying, yeah. I just want to score. And they'd be grateful for the opportunity. You know? Yeah, it's, um... it's a match that matters. And they've been flirting with it all seasons. Even Stam said that Loder is, you know, his words, not mine, on the fringes of the first team. You know, that is, he is a step, a step 
away from being in the thick of it. And, uh, you know, maybe Stan is saving them for when we are mathematically safe. But at this rate, that's not going to be any time soon. So, I I don't know. It would be nice to have an option like that off the bench. Um, even if it wasn't starting again, because I I agree that it might be a bit extreme, but just you know, it's we we're not the manager. The man Stan will pick the team he wants to pick, but if I were manager, I know for a fact that I'd make more use out of the likes of Loder and Smith. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean I I think Smith could have been in there and Loder. I mean, you just got to look at the what the other players have done. Have they really done enough to make you go well? We shouldn't risk these players because they've proven that they've got good performances this season. Not really. No. I'm just not seeing it at all. No, 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 no. no. So it is Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day is a day that we have had (laughs) some matches on. And uh, (laughs) there are some ones in particular that I can think of. I mean, one comes to mind. Oh, that glorious nil-nil at Swindon. Nil-nil. Rojo. (laughs) Living out. I mean, I'm. I'd just like to take this opportunity to say how privileged I am to be spending Valentine's Day in your presence, Paul. Oh yeah, in your, well, in your humble abode. I mean, uh, the night is young, Jake. <laughs> well, indeed. You know, I might not be going home tonight. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, do you remember the controversy we had? Oh, it must have been a couple of years ago now with the unfortunate Reading fan. I forget your name. I do apologise if you're listening. Who uh, tweeted? Uh, why not move the Valentine's Day game to the Wednesday? Um, many people want to be at home with their partners, uh, which went down, suffice to say, like a lead balloon on social media and prompted the club themselves to tweet about it, saying that they'd reserved him a seat, uh, the 106 seat, uh, with a bouquet of flowers on that seat, saying that if he did have a change of heart and wish to bring his significant other to the game, then uh, just uh, get in contact, which I, you know, which and it's a sort of humour that we're missing at the moment around the club, if you don't mind me saying. It's something that's a little um, bit light. It's yeah. so dark at the and, moment, isn't it? And There's if nothing. You, if you don't mind me saying, um, that there was a bit of because some of you may know me better as the face or beard or whatever behind Bushwatch, and there was a bit, there was a bit of. Um, nattering on on Twitter after the club decided to do all the medical stuff for Chris Martin at Hogwood Park. Now, for me personally, it didn't bother me as much as it seemed to bother other people because I appreciate the fact that the club uh, are a business and they you know want to conduct business like transfers where a lot of money is involved, maybe in a more private environment. Uh, but maybe it's not too much to suggest that something like that you know, a, a photo of new signing on Bushwatch would have been the, you know, a small ailment to to this just total dearth of things to get excited about recently. Um, and some people were saying the club missed the trick there. And it's not for me to say because, you know, I, I was quite happy standing out in the cold for 14 hours. Uh, but, um, you know, stuff like a Valentine's Day tweet or you know, whatever it is. We just need something for the fans to get behind and laugh about and, uh, you know, something something fun. And that's not coming from the football pitch at the moment. No, I agree going back to the Bushwatch thing. I think, yeah, I completely understand what you're saying about the business thing. I put, I think I put a tweet out. Yeah. I, I think I got transfer day fever, <laughs> <laughs> as people do. But I think I did miss a little bit of a trick. They mm. should have let it all go through. And then maybe even the next day, just get a stupid picture of you and Chris Martin yeah, together. And, and that's it. There's yeah, no harm done there, is there? No, and just that, a bit of fun. I think they can carry a lot of favour with the fans through doing that. But that's just my personal opinion. That's yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and 
you know, Valentine's Day, um, that tweet, I know it made me smile uh, a couple of years ago. And it was probably humiliating enough for the bloke who it was about. But uh, he's spoken to me since and he seems to have laughed it off too. Yeah, so. exactly. I think yeah. you get over these things. But um, I could move on to one when uh, Yakubu scored a derby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a common theme here, isn't there? So, um, I, uh, yeah, I was, I was at that game too, as we yeah. all know. Uh, I was on the coach, for those of you that don't mm. know, I was on the coach up to the FA Cup game at derby. Was it the fifth round, fourth round? Oh, I think maybe the fifth. I think it was the fifth because we, think we then the got through to the quarterfinal against Bradford the game after. Probably was. The, I'm not sure. Because it was sure. Cardiff in the fourth. Yes, yes. That was it, right. So Kyle Robson King, eh? Here we go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One, of his, uh, one of his, I'd say, five good games in a Reading shirt. Uh, mm, that many. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm being generous. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, fast forward to the fifth round against Derby. Uh, we had recently signed the uh, journeyman, veteran, legendary Nigerian striker, uh, Benny Yakubi. And I was on the coach up to Pride Park. Um, I think... Was it one of his first games for us? Yes, TV? yes, it must have been, yeah. And I noticed that he was starting. We got the team news on the coach. And uh, in like this wave of Valentine's Day euphoria, you know, clearly something was in the air. I tweeted the ill-fated words, if Yakubu scores today, I hereby promise to name my firstborn son uh, after Yakubu, I, Benny thinking it's not going to happen uh, for those of you that did see Yakubu in action for the Royals he had the wow. turning circle of the Titanic I would say which is probably a bit mean but uh, to the Titanic yeah, yeah. <laughs> insulting so. to the engineers of uh, of that ship I would um, love to know his real age oh no he I've got a those... feeling he's the oldest player to play for Reading when he played for us on paper um, he was younger than Kermigan. It's quite incredible, which is isn't quite it? amazing. Yeah, because quite you look amazing. at Kermigan. I mean, last yeah. season it was like a spring chicken. But yeah. um, Yakubu had not pulled up trees for us up until that point in a running shirt. Uh, in fact, he hadn't done a lot of running in a running shirt. Yeah, moving. Yeah, he was like an expensive living statue. Um, and lo and behold, who was the man that scored the goal to put us into the hat for the quarterfinals? It was Yakubi. So to, uh, obviously that, that tweet then blew up, as it does over social media. I think it's currently around 1,000 retweets. Humble brag. Um, <laughs> but every single one hurt because um, I then had people from all over the place, Nigeria included, who love Yakubi, clearly, um, saying, I, I promise is a debt. And now I'm locked into that contract. They're going to take this tweet as a contract and me calling my firstborn Yakubi. Oh. And um, mm. apparently, uh, Benny is a lovely traditional name from the Edo tribe, which means the world supports you. Uh, a little bit of trivia for you, Elm Park Royal. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, so, yes, uh, on Valentine's Day, um, what, four three, four years ago now. Three. Yeah. Sure. Um, that fateful yeah. day sealed the fate of my firstborn forever. So there you go. Yeah, well, I mean, thank you for that touching story. <laughs> it's, it's quite emotional. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah, no, that's... Uh, no, I mean, uh, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? Though? Well, yeah, and if exactly. my future wife, uh, spouse is listening to this and however many years to come... 
uh, I am sorry. Uh, he is going to be named your QB, and you got to suck it up. Or file for divorce, you know, either or. <laughs> Whichever's easier for you. <laughs> but to, to baby Ike Benny, you know, uh, that's... Uh, I mean, I could, I, could, I could cheat and abbreviate it to Benny and give it to him as a middle name, but I feel Ooh. like the Twitter outcry would be uh, disastrous. So I'd be. better just stick to my word. Your, no, your son will be judged from day yeah, one. For, yeah, <laughs> as, a, as a failure or a broken promise. Let yeah. down Reading Football Club. Um, can you imagine? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anyone can top that one. <laughs> <laughs> Where do we go from here? <laughs> so, yeah, thanks a lot for coming, Jacob. It's a pleasure. It's, really it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Uh, thanks for everyone who's uh, listened. I learnt a bit today about Nigerian tribes' names. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every day's a school day. Probably won't get that again. You never know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. And um, uh, retweet, tell me what you think of it. Hopefully the sound's a little bit better this week as well. So let me know on that. Can't promise on the content, but the sound hopefully is a little better. So thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye. See you.